0: Welcome back to Be Great With Nate. In today's podcast, we're going to go over the third eye chakra. The third eye chakra is a very interesting chakra. In this podcast, we're going to be breaking down why you may have some dysfunctions with this chakra and what you can do to have a functional third eye chakra. See, third eye chakra issues can appear if a person is making decisions based on logical theories. The first question I have for you is, are you making most of your decisions being super logical and are you... You trust in your intuition is very important when it comes down to the third eye chakra. It's functional third eye chakra allows you to listen and trust your inner world and voice to guide you to make difficult decisions in life. A lot of times in today's world, I believe that most of us can get caught up in making more logical decisions, especially based on what this world has been in the last three years. And when we get stuck making logical decisions, we can find ourselves being perfectionist, not doing anything until everything is super perfect, waiting for the perfect moment or the perfect time to trust ourselves. And when you do this over and over again, you kind of lose the ability or confidence in trusting your intuition. This leads to playing things safe in life, which then can start creating fear. Of failing and being too hard on yourself. When the third eye chakra is balanced, you develop a wisdom and intuition, which then gives you the power to accomplish your dreams and goals in life. So, the first thing, there's a couple of things I want to cover with you. We're going to go over what happens when this chakra is too open as well as when this chakra is too closed and then what it looks like when it's balanced and the goal is to get it balanced and I'll give you a couple exercises in this podcast that you can start doing to create a more functional balanced third eye chakra when this chakra becomes too open a person can become very dogmatic or they can be very highly logical and kind of arrogant at times usually when you're speaking to these type of people, or if you are this type of person, you're waiting for someone to stop speaking or finish what they're saying to correct them, or be super logical, always use research on someone, always use statistics, feeling like this person sometimes can feel like they're better than somebody based on their experience or their education or how much money they make, etc. It's hard for this person to have an open mind. So you can run into these people a lot, they can be considered gurus or uh, cult leaders, and or you know, sometimes it can even show up as your boss or your manager, the person who's in charge. Not saying all these people are having opened third eye chakras. But you can find these kind of traits in these type of people, even in your own household when you're growing up. Could have been your father, could have been your mother. Um, You'll start to see these traits kind of appear, people that show you these kind of traits or remind you of people that have these traits in your mind as you listen to this podcast. But uh, for the most part, that is what happens when a person's third eye is open. We're going to keep that short and sweet because for the most part, if you're listening, there may be a great chance that you're someone who has a blocked third eye chakra. And a blocked third eye chakra is a person that will start lacking discipline, fear success, sets logos, meaning they don't really dream as big, and they play things safe. So that's usually the kind of uh, things that I see in my clients when I'm working with a client. They usually have more of a third eye that's blocked more than open. Even though I have worked with a lot of clients that had open third eyes where they were almost impossible to coach because they think they know everything and they overrule all my coaching based on their dogmatic beliefs, right? So when this chakra becomes functional, this person becomes charismatic highly intuitive, not attached to materialistic things, may experience situations where you're able to know things without any references or proof, kind of becoming emotionally intelligent, becoming someone who starts to believe in yourself based on what you feel or your gut speaking to you or just purely just inspiration and intuition. Those are the things that usually drive a person that has a balanced third eye chakra. They don't really need to stop and overrule uh, playing things safe all the time or they don't have a problem being open-minded when something didn't work. They're open-minded enough to try something else. Remember, when a person has an open chakra or a third eye chakra or a third eye chakra where they're highly intelligent, highly intuitive, sometimes it can be hard to reroute that type of person. If a person has a blocked third eye chakra, it could be very hard to get this person to trust themselves. So we want to be in the middle. How is this imbalance created? So the battle between the left and right brain are gonna be the first two things I'm gonna go for. What is that? Well, the left brain is more of the logical brain. It's more of the analytical brain. It's the more of the planning, organizing part of the brain. The right part of the brain is more of the intuitive part of the brain, more of the emotionally intelligent part of the brain. And usually you can find someone who's more dominant on one side than the other. The goal is, is if you're someone who is right brain dominant, like you're into art, you're into um, intuitive, you're someone that's really good when it comes down to being emotionally intelligent. Um, your goal is going to be able to maximize the benefits and the craftsmanship that comes with it. Like you may be an artist, a singer, a coach. You may be someone who's a, a spiritual coach, a nutrition coach, et cetera. Your goal is gonna be working on the left brain a little more because you may notice that you may not be as great with money. You may notice that you're not great with organization. You're not great with numbers. So the goal is to be able to activate and work on the weaknesses of the opposite side that you're not so dominant on. If you're a left brain, this is when a person is extremely analytical, sticks to the books, plays things super safe, got a super tight budget they follow, their schedule is super type a. Your goal may be letting loose a little bit, becoming a little more intuitive, uh, allowing your emotions to, to guide you slightly, allowing your intuition to guide you, not waiting for the perfect moment where everything on the numbers, on the on the spreadsheet aligned for you to then make a decision that you wanted to make beforehand. So trusting your intuition a little more. So usually if a person is out of balance, with one of those sides, that's when I usually see this imbalance, you know, um, start to be created. Number 2, are you a wizard or are you a warrior archetype? And we're going to be going through some pretty cool uh podcasts in a couple of weeks about the archetypes. But a warrior archetype is someone who takes an idea, takes a dream, takes something and puts it into action. These people are go-getters. You get things done. You take action. A wizard archetype is someone who n- doesn't take action. There's someone who does all the research. There's someone that reads all the books. There's someone who watches all the videos about a specific thing and becomes what they think is someone who's an expert behind something, but they never actually practice it. They actually never experienced it themselves. They think they know based on the things they read and watched on TV or watched on you know courses or you know going to school reading research papers. So the goal is, and, that, and you can also put that into being too yin and too yang. Are you someone that's getting all this information, receiving all, th- all this information, and not doing nothing with it? You're not putting anything out, or are you someone who's a warrior who's putting, 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 and not resting and receiving and rebuilding information, redo, you know, trying different ways? So I'll give you an example. You can find like someone like a construction worker, right? I had a guy come over the other day. He did some things in my yard, and he's going from job to job, to job, to job, to job, to job. And when I when I spoke to him, I said, hey, you ever thought about automating this one system of yours? It could save you a lot of time. He told me the last time he looked at doing his website was 2015. The reason why is because he's been doing so much Yang energy, so much warrior that he never put his glasses back on and became a wizard again, right? So he's putting out but never sat down to rebuild. A a wizard is someone who knows how to run a business based on reading books about it, knows how to run a business based on taking courses on it, but actually never went out there and started the business. So you want to have a balance between both. So I usually find some type of blockage with the third eye when it comes down to having a balance with the warrior or the wizard. Another one is, are you Googling or are you listening? And what that means is, are you listening to yourself and allowing yourself to take action based on what you feel? Or are you someone who's stuck Googling everything before you take action? And one of the things you can start to practice is this doesn't have to be done in an extreme way where I'm saying, hey, if you if your intuition is telling you leave your job, leave your job today. That's not smart, right? But what I am saying is if you feel like like if you go to a practitioner and you feel like this one certain food is bothering your stomach, are you Googling everybody, like trying to get research and proof of, oh, this is correct? Or are you allowing yourself, listening to yourself to just get rid of that food for a little bit and see how you feel? And when you start to listen to yourself versus Googling, then you'll notice that you'll find results and save so much time and energy from other practitioners testing pain and struggling because you listen to yourself, okay So I remember where I did a bunch of tests for allergies towards dairy and nothing came back as you know uh, positive but my body was just telling me, yo, stop consuming dairy. My face was inflamed, um, my digestion was off. Um, my, my muscular system was like really, I don't know, I was having like muscular pain. It was just a weird experience. So I thought I was allergic. So I did all this Googling, all this research, all these tests and nothing came back. But my intuition myself was like, yo, just take dairy out. And I took dairy out and I started immediately feeling better. So are you Googling or are you listening? And then shifting to the other side. So imagination, wisdom, failing in is needed, Perspective, trusting yourself and taking action with your intuition. I'm going to break each of these down. So when I say shifting to the other side, if you find yourself being blocked because you're being too, um, you know, fear of success, fear of failing, being, you, needing proof for everything, we got to get you to the other side. And it's important that you understand that imagination is very, very powerful. Before anything is created, it's usually created in the person's mind first. Okay, that goes for the phone that you're using, to the podcast or YouTube video or um, that you're listening or watching me on, somebody thought about this first. It was in someone's imagination first. So some t- it's very important that we use our imaginations and allow ourselves to have big imaginations to set bigger goals for ourselves to lead us, to get us ideas. And then you can take these imaginations and things and start putting it down on paper. Wisdom, <clears throat> we can't be wise unless we understand the reason why. And what I teach my client is mastering the why. And what that means is failing is a part of everything that you do. I purposely look why I fail. I open up all my analytics on my podcast, my YouTube, my TikTok, my Instagram, and I can see when people left my video, I can see how long people stood around the video for. I can see how many people clicked on the video. I look for the reasons why something didn't succeed because it teaches me what to do for the next one. You see, that's wise. You become wise like that, right? I made mistakes in the last year with investing. I made mistakes with uh, some things with my business. And instead of beating myself up or saying I failed, I say, okay, why? And then when I figure it out, you, I become more wise and make better decisions. So the fear of success or the fear of failing, let's talk about fear of failing, Everybody needs to fail. This is not an Instagram quote to make you feel better. This is a fact. You are going to have to learn how to fail. Driving home from your job, you have many different ways to drive home from your job. The more that you fail or the more you figure out the way that takes the longest, the more motivated you'll be to figure out the way that takes the fastest or is the quickest for you. So the only way you learn that is failing, taking a route that didn't work for you. The only, know, the only reason um, way you know if meat is good for you or vegetables are good for you or you know, dairy is good for you or wheat is good for you is you need to try it. And if it doesn't do you well, if you fail at feeling better, then we know what works and what doesn't work. We need to know that. And you need to learn on why you fail, especially if you're failing at something consistently. You need to figure out the reason why. And Then you'll find that it's usually a subconscious habit that you've been having for years that is continuously showing up and it's showing up in multiple places in your life. Then when you figure out, oh, this is the reason why I'm failing and you fix that, how you do anything is how you do everything, you'll start to see other things in your life improve. There's no entrepreneur I've ever ran into, no celebrity, no rapper, no actor, no athlete that I've ever worked with in my life that hasn't failed over and over again. You become a failure when you accept failing. You become wise when you understand failing is a part of the journey and looking for the reason why you failed and making adjustments as you go. So as you can see, that's called perspective. We need to have perspective. Everything in life is perspective. Sometimes you're gonna go through relationships. You're gonna go through hard times. You're gonna go through depressions, anxieties. We need to start having more of a perspective on when we're going through these situations when i grew up and my mother was abusive towards me she was abandoned she abandoned me she did terrible things for me i learned perspective at a young age i used to say when i used to live in this hotel right right in front of the holland tunnel from 11 to 16 years old and we were homeless i used to say to myself i could have said oh my god this sucks i can this this life is really hard i'm not sure if i'm ever going to be successful oh my god no what i said instead and this could have happened anywhere else in the world. Yes, this is hard, but I'm right next to New York City. New York City's my skyline. New York City's right in front of me. I could have been born anywhere else in the world going through this situation. I'm right here next to New York City. And that was the perspective I had. So what I'm saying to you is when you're going through something hard, look at for the things that you're grateful for. Look at how things could have been worse and start being grateful for where you are and who you have and what you have and then you practice that way, that's becoming more wise, using perspective. And you're opening up or you're taking the steps to having a more functional third eye chakra. Trusting yourself and taking and taking action where your intuition is extremely important. There were times where you trusted yourself. If something told you to do something or go about it a certain way, you trusted yourself and it paid off. And then you probably thought it was luck truth of the matter is is the more that you trust yourself, when you get those little feelings, that little intuition, the more you trust yourself, the stronger your intuition will become. So you need to continue to trust yourself. Continue to trust yourself and you'll see things pay off. And it's important to take action when it comes down to trusting yourself. And just know, most of you are going to experience the people closest to you think you're crazy or disagree with you, and that's a part of the hero's journey. And stick around in the next couple of weeks, because there'll be a whole podcast about the hero's journey. Okay. So when we get deeper into this, you'll we'll start to notice that I look for deeper reasons why a person is, if the, these are conscious decisions and the subconscious decisions reasonings why this third eye chakra can be blocked. So I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I just want to make a quick announcement. I'm coming to Los Angeles, the beginning of June, the first week of June to do a workshop. If you've been listening to me, you're enjoying my podcast, you're enjoying my videos. I would love to see you at one of my workshops. We're going to be in Chicago, mid July. We're going to be doing an online workshop, June 10th. And we're going to also be making our way to London and Australia late summer. So be on a look for that. You can click the link in the bio for the latest workshop information. Let's get back into the podcast. But there's other things I will look for. I will look for emotional dysfunctions. So I will see if my client is having nightmares, um, especially the same nightmare over and over again. Carl Jung shows in his dream analysis book and work that a person that is having a recurring nightmare or dream is getting a message from the unconscious. So when you go to sleep at night, it's the subconscious meeting and basically communicating with the unconscious. So the subconscious and unconscious communicate, and that's when you sleep. Those are your dreams. So I, wanna, I, want, I want you to start, when you wake up in the morning, start writing these dreams down and see what these dreams mean to you. What is the subconscious meaning of these dreams? My whole life, I had dreams of someone trying to kill me. It was always different. The dream was always different. People chasing me or something going after me. And usually my dreams are always someone trying to kill me. And one day I brought this up to a psychologist because we were doing a, a retreat together. And she said to me, well, next time you have that dream, stop and approach them and see if they kill you. I'm like, whoa, I can't do that. What's wrong with this lady? And she goes, no, seriously, do that. And then think about what the dream means to you. So I got on a plane and I went through the Carl Jung uh, dream analysis book again, and I'm just skimming through it. And um, I had to figure out what this dream meant to me. And what it actually meant to me was that I was living my life so deep in fight or flight that I lived every day as if someone was chasing to kill me. I lived life so serious. I lived life so on point. I lived life in high demand, high adrenaline that it was as if I was running from my life, I was trying to save my life every day, and it was very true. So I want you to think about a dream that you may see continuously appear in your life or occur, and look at the meaning of it, and and how you, and, and then see what you're doing today, because it's a message, see what you're doing today that you can overcome that reoccurring dream, you can take some action on. Learning difficulties are going to be another one. Now, here's the interesting thing. You're going to start seeing how these chakras, you're going to be like, Nate, I had chakra one imbalances, root chakra, and then I had chakra three, the solar plexus chakra. And I'm like, yeah, that happens because they work with each other. Um, One thing I'm going to be looking for is the more that a person is going to have fight or flight root chakra dysfunctions, the more I'm going to see problems in chakra six and seven. Now, of course, you're going to see it in other ones. But the reason why is because The pituitary gland is associated with the third eye. The pituitary gland is also associated with the endocrine system, your HPA, hypothalamus pituitary adrenal. Well, what happens is the more that a person is in fight or flight, the more adrenaline and cortisol they produce, the more they activate the HPA access, the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal access, And that HPA is what communicates to create cortisone, adrenaline, and fight or flight. So... The more fight or flight that you're in, the more root chakra issues that you'll start having, the more imbalance you'll start creating with learning difficulties because your body would be such in a stage of fight or flight or your body would be so sensitive to the environment due to high levels of stress that when it comes down to getting you to pay attention to a piece of paper or a book or a presentation, it could be very difficult for you. And these things can be shown up as ADHD. Who else has ADHD here? I was diagnosed with ADHD at a very young age. So if you have kids in the same way or have the same problems with attention disorder and you have ADHD, it's very important that you understand how to take care of your nervous system. And I've made so many podcast episodes on that. But the first one you can go to is the Root Chakra video and podcast that I made. And that should be able to help you. I'll give you some steps in there. Okay, so the physical dysfunctions, headaches, poor vision, and neurological disturbances. Um, so vision issues, so if you need glasses and you're not wearing glasses, it's smart to put some glasses of contacts on because if you don't, then you can create some issues with the energy and emotion, energy and emotion around your eyes, um, which can start creating a bunch of issues with your uh, third eye chakra as well. Um, headaches, we have to see, it's called a totem pole. So in a totem pole, I'm trained to see your imbalance for your right hip pain. For an example, can be coming from the fact that your right eye isn't as 2020 vision as your left eye. Because think about it like this. If a person has an imbalance or one eye can't see as much as the other, a person would make an effort of leaning in slightly to look in, to look they're gonna compensate, right? So let's just say you hold your hand in front of you, and I and I write an, a small H in the middle of your hand, and I say, "Look at that H," and I put it directly in front of you. You'll notice that a person will tilt in a little more with their right side to try to zoom in with their right eye because they can't see as clear. When when you do that, you actually take that part of your eye driving you driving your 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 head to zoom in a little more because you can't you have trouble seeing is now going to pull your shoulder in. It's now going to pull and rotate your, your rib cage more, which then will rotate your hip more, which then can create more adduction on the right side, which then can create a more of a flat foot on the right side as you start walking, and that's called the kinetic chain. So I say that to say, when we look at any issues with headaches or poor vision, the first thing that we're looking for is, um, are you wearing glasses? Are you doing what you're supposed to do so you don't create any... Um, you know, imbalances throughout the whole body. Headaches are usually always, um, a huge association with liver issues and gallbladder issues. If you go to YouTube and put Dr. Berg, B-E-R-G, and type in headaches, so put Dr. Berg headaches, you'll, you'll see and learn the connection between uh, headaches. And 90% of the time, it usually comes from the liver and gallbladder based on his research and his studies and his knowledge. Which I've been following for a long time And he's a pretty impressive person Okay, so neurological disturbances I'm going to be completely honest with you um, I just think that has a lot to do with inflammation But for for me to sit here and give you a direct reason Why that is connected to the third eye chakra um, I don't have a direct reason I have many reasons or theories But I can't give you something that I'm 100% confident on And saying this is the reason why But I would say the third eye being connected or communicating with the hypothalamus pituitary adrenals is going to have a lot lot of effects on cortisol, adrenaline, fight or flight, which then can create neurological issues. Uh, Associated body parts are going to be your eyes and the base of your skull. The gland is going to be the pituitary and the associated sense is your sixth sense. Okay. The goal for you is going to be the ability to see Other than with your own eyes. So meaning using your intuition, using your imagination, um, being more emotionally intelligent. Okay. So I worked with a client that had a a pituitary tumor. And about two weeks ago when I was in Texas, well, kind of like last week I was in Texas and I did my workshop in Texas. I had a client who had a pituitary tumor. And as soon as she told me that, I said, okay, can I tell you about your life right now? And she goes, sure. And I said, okay, I'm not gonna, I don't want to call you out without your permission. She goes, no, you can What happens is when a person has a pituitary tumor, I worked with three of these type of clients in the last year, and you don't need a pituitary tumor to have this problem, by the way. Um, basically, they're, they're, it can be hard for this person to be rational. Uh, they can create problems with people around them. They can be pressuring people around them to follow their lead and clean up their mess. So what I mean by that is they they're they're way too open where they have all these crazy ideas and then they they throw these ideas on people around them. And then if the people around them even challenge the idea by being illogical, they get offensive, they'll create imbalances with these type of people. It's hard for these people to be present, be patient, usually they get these ideas and they get this huge how can i say uh compulsiveness to want to make it happen today um they don't let other people speak in a conversation um and it's usually centered around them but what happens is since they didn't think logically about a lot of things the people around them are left to clean up the mess the mess of the debt the mess of the communication the mess of you know with the with the you know a plan or or the goal was for that particular person They'll leave him with a mess. So I'll give you an example. I worked with a client that had this and he ran a business and what he'll do is he'll come into the office and tell his sales team that they need to make a half a million dollars this month and then give them a whole speech on how other companies do it and how they're the worst salesmen in the world and that um, if they don't do it, then they can be fired. That's a problem. So I used to have to teach this guy, you can't do that because these guys just graduated college he'll do it to the new guys, too. And I'm like, you know, they just graduated college, and they haven't even made $500 in sales. And you just told them they need to make a half a million dollars in sales. So what that does is takes the confidence away from his workers, leads everybody confused. He yelled at his manager. He yelled at the front desk woman. And then everybody's confused. So when I walked in and coach him, I could feel that. Everybody felt sad, down. Um, unenthusiastic, and then what happens there? From there is, they don't get the proper training. They didn't get the proper communication, leadership. So now, some get fired. I mean, some some quit. So if you have people quitting, then now you have to train a new person to take on a job that they have no experience on. And then that makes the manager under more stress. And then that makes the person at the front desk confused if they should take on more clients or pitch to new clients. And it makes a huge mess. And that's what it did. It was making a mess. It was making a mess. And this was a man that I worked with with a pituitary tumor. So this can create manipulation big time. Um, and clean up their own mess. And I have a confession to make to you, my friend. I was noticing myself working with that person and two other people just like that, and I noticed myself being very triggered, extremely triggered. You want to know why I was triggered? Why do we get triggered? We get triggered when somebody pokes at our own shadow. When somebody does something that we do, we get triggered because... They're showing us who we are too. I was getting triggered because when I was working with these clients, I had the same problem. I would come home. I would tell my girlfriend, we're getting another dog. She goes, hold on, hold on. We got to think about it. We, You know, we got to do this. We got to do that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to get the dog. Trust me. I, I need to get the dog we 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 need to do this, and then before you know it, the dog comes, and then all the things that she was trying to warn me about that I didn't want to listen to actually worked and happened. Then I can predict some of her i was I'm so good at seeing patterns, and I believe I'm pretty intuitive where I would stop her or warn her about doing some things on her own career because I knew what was going to happen next. Not because I'm a genie, not because I'm a guru. No, I'm pretty intuitive, but also I'm very, I I study patterns a lot. I'm obsessed with patterns and I can tell you about what's going to happen next based on a person's pattern or habits. And what I was doing is I was robbing her from her experience in her own life. That's one of the worst things you can do. I used to do that to my little brother as well. So my third eye chakra was way too open. It was way too open. So I had I learned from these clients over the last year on being better with myself and how to go about this with clients. I never I don't really have a a blocked third eye chakra. When I was a kid, I was always I was very intuitive. I was I was very logical. I was very good at 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 being into and, and you know trusting my intuition. But I wasn't so good at working with my left brain. So how many of you listening right now are really good emotionally? You're emotionally intelligent. You're good with your intuition. But you notice that when it comes down to organization, when it comes down to budgeting, when it comes down to working with money, when it comes down to building that website, when it comes down to setting the email sequences, you have trouble. And that's what happens. So you can have the opposite too, right? You can, have, you can be someone who's just too logical. You could be someone who is having a lot of issues when it comes down to um, trusting yourself and trusting your intuition too, right? You could be on either side. We have to see where you are. I do work with people who have too much of a blocked third eye chakra. I have a particular client. It is almost impossible to get her to listen to her own body. Impossible. She was like, oh my God, my back is hurting again. My neck is hurting. My ankles are hurting. I'm like, hey, don't you notice anytime during this time, anytime your family come over, You do all the cooking, you do all the cleaning, and you don't get along with your mother-in-law. Anytime you have to do those three things, you have bad back pain. No, no, it has nothing to do with that. I know a family member who doesn't want to trust in investing in themselves and trusting themselves because they play everything so safe. They won't go a dime over their budget. They won't go over a dime of, of, you know, they'll sacrifice fun, they'll sacrifice time, they'll sacrifice location, to save every penny and not be happy. And it has a lot to do with being stuck in safety security issues from childhood trauma can show up as well. So unhealed trauma can keep you stuck and blocked with this chakra. So as you can see, you could be too open, you could be too closed, you could be too blocked, depends on where you are. Now what I want you to do is after you listen to this podcast, I want you to really think about where. which one are you? Are you someone who's too open? Or are you someone who's too blocked? And then, like always, I want you to write down three simple things you can start doing to get to the other side. So here's what I mean. Let's just say you're someone who's too open. What are three things you can start doing to get to the other side? Organization is going to be huge for you. Budgeting is going to be huge for you. Planning is going to be huge for you. Those are three things. If anything else comes up that you can relate to, you can put it down. On the other side, if you're too blocked, what are three things you can start doing? After learning something, taking action, becoming that warrior archetype is going to be huge for you. When you feel something without proof of you being right or wrong, but you feel like something is going to be a good decision, try it. Go for it. Trust your intuition and learn how to fail, but don't accept failing because when you accept it, you become a failure. Understand perspective, failing, imagination, are powerful tools that you can adjust and apply to your life. Hope you enjoyed this podcast today. If you did, you can share it with somebody. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment below. On Spotify, you're able to actually give feedback, so I wonder how you, what, what do you feel about this podcast? And if you are listening to this on Apple, um, I don't know if there's any way you can let me know your feedback. I guess leaving a review would be awesome for all of them.